you'll do that work, but that work will bring you to a level you're at. And the problem is, is if you just stay stagnant at that level, eventually the world will catch up and bypass. Mm -hmm. So you have to consistently be doing it to stay ahead of the curve. Mm -hmm. And most people go, it sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. It is a lot of work. It is. And it's okay. The thing is, is it's not to say that the work is bad. It's not even that it's going to be super difficult, but when you get strong enough to handle that, that weight of life, it feels effortless. Hey, babe, welcome to the Sales and Social Podcast. I'm so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn to sell in a way that feels good, but also brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you're doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, you feel like you have inconsistent cash months, but you desire more reoccurring revenue, and you just want to sell in a way that feels good without feeling salesy and also have a lot of fun on your journey to entrepreneurship, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jillian. I'm your sales queen and your soon-to-be podcast BFF. 22 years in the corporate sales space, losing my job during the pandemic, having no freaking idea what I was going to do, but knowing that I had a God-given talent for sales, I quickly shifted to the online space, where I have not only been able to grow my own personal business from zero to 500K in just 18 months with nothing more than a Zoom link, a paper planner, and a whiteboard, I've helped hundreds and hundreds of others scale their businesses, and explode their sales. So grab your beverage of choice, a pen and a paper if you're anything like me, and let's dive into today's juicy episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited today because I actually have one of my people that I've been following for so long on social media, someone that I could not wait to have on the podcast, and you guys are in for such a great treat today. So Anthony, welcome to the show, but tell my audience who you are and what you do. Yeah, my name's Anthony Trucks. I hunt dinosaurs. They're not extinct, I promise. I'm just kidding. Now, I uh, I teach people how to upgrade their identities for peak performance. It's called dark work. It's the work you do in the dark so you can shine brightest in the light. It's from my life story of going through crazy as a kid, being given away into foster care, making the NFL, being a bunch of statistical odds that shouldn't have been in my favor, uh, and then blowing my life up, building my life back to what it is, and now sharing it with the world. I absolutely love that. I am so excited about today's conversation because you know, we talk to a lot of entrepreneurs on here, a lot of people that are very, very, very successful, just like yourself, but they're not doing the work, right? And I also yeah, think that a lot time. of people talk about the work in yeah. air quotes, but it's not the real work. So I would love for you to dive into this topic and yeah. let's just go. I'm down, yeah, because you're right. There's a, there's the safe work and the real work and the safe yeah. work's like the, the sit in the background and no one's judging or talking to me. And I just make this stuff and I show it to the world and go, do you like this? And then there's the part of going, hey, pay me for this, which is a whole different monster of a climb. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about what is the work that actually is considered dark work? Yeah. Well, there's two different kinds. Well, not two different kinds. There's one area people have heard a lot about which is shadow work. People go, oh, what's shadow work? Is it the same? And I go, no, shadow work is what you do to find out what's going on in the shadows. Dark work is what you do once you know. And the separation is a lot of us are very aware or become aware of things that we're not doing properly. We should do better. And we're faced with this part of us that goes, oof, but I'm not the person that does that. I've never done it before. Or it's going to be really hard. I don't know if I should even lean in. What if it doesn't work out? The dark work is it's the unseen, unsexy, sometimes ridiculed and very misunderstood work that you do to move yourself to a new space of achievement or sense of confidence and pride. And so it's that really gritty stuff that nobody sees you do. It's the late nights behind the computer, early mornings in an ice bath. It's the the long conversations that are hard conversations with people. It's the launching of a business, all the stuff behind the scenes that nobody sees that you have to do towards some point in time when you step into the light and we all will have the light shine on us if you're ready or not. And if you're prepared, right? And if you've 
done that hard, dark work, you come forth with this grittier sense of there's no way that I'm going to let this go to go to waste. And it's a mentality of I've done too much work in the dark to lose in the light. So that is a dark work. Every amazing human you know has done it. Some have done it at a high level. Some have barely got by and done some. But those that we are enamored by, they're doing dark work every day at depths that most people can't comprehend. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that you said that I really loved, it was like, let's just use an example, like the ice bath, right? I think a lot of people are doing like the ice bath because like it looks really cool on Instagram. Yeah. It looks really cool to do a video, but like the work is actually done deeper than that, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny is a lot of people, they, they so I did it when I was in college. I've, I've been doing ice baths since I was in college because they did it for you were like doing it way purposes. before it was cool. Yeah. But when, when everybody was like, they didn't, nobody knew it existed. I was like, why you want me to do what? Get my whole body submerged into cold. What are you talking about coach? You know? So I've always been doing it, but at the point in time it was for recovery purposes. And then you start seeing the health benefits of it. And to be quite honest, I do it now for the purpose of it just being a hard thing I have to do. It's really what it, a lot of us see confidence, right? We want to have this confidence to push forth and to do something. And I believe confidence is borrowed from other stuff you've done. Uh, if you think about the confidence people have to go and uh, let's say take on and get a guy or a girl's phone number and introduce it themselves. When they have done something hard, I'm going to use this as an example. Let's say they did CrossFit, right? CrossFit is the thing that everybody talks about. CrossFit, they, the, the number one rule is tell everybody you do CrossFit. <laughs> but I go, well, <laughs> why CrossFit, is that? Everyone knows you do CrossFit. You know, and there's nothing wrong with it. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, but why do they talk about it? And I started analyzing, well, it's because it's so incredibly difficult. Mm -hmm. It's so hard that you're proud of it. And when you're proud of something, you want to share with the world. But it also allows you to have this bold sense of self. Your chest is higher. Your head is higher. So you enter other parts of your life with vastly more confidence. And so for me, like I look at these, these areas like the ice bath, it's like I, I don't do it just because like, oh, it sheds brown fat. It's certain, I don't care about that. I mean, I do, but I don't like really yeah. do it. I do it because I go, I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. And I know that if I need that confidence later on to go to a higher level in my life, I need to have subjected myself to something that I didn't like, but I pushed myself through. So I have the sense of, of myself that's bigger than what it used to be. So when I'm faced with this opposition and this new opportunity, I'm bold enough to step forward towards it. Yeah. I actually love that you talked about that. So I was actually a fitness competitor for seven years. And I think a lot of things that are in entrepreneurship or building a business are very similar yeah. to like the steps that I took, right? Like late nights, early mornings, pushing yourself, yeah. not doing those things. And I think it's very similar to what you just said. It's like, you have to borrow that belief from other things that you've actually done. And I think that a lot of people of us probably have things that we've done, but we're not borrowing the belief from things that we've done in our past. Yeah, we're not. Or we don't have enough things in the past that were hard enough. That's mm -hmm. really, that's possible. Because I think we do it one of two ways you develop this. When you do it on demand or when crap hits the fan. Like you you do it because you choose or you do it when everything goes haywire and now all of a sudden you're reeling from it. You got to find a way to step into it and you find out what you're capable of. But that that emotional feel with the, you know, crap hits the fan, like there's a tension that's not comfortable. So the moment we're out of that space, we stop. And we sit there until the next thing comes along. Yeah. And the reality is those who lean in and go, I'm going to intentionally subject myself to this. You develop this weird relationship with pain or difficulty. I'm not talking like actual, you know, acute pain, so to right. speak, but you develop this relationship with pain that most won't actually develop. And so because you have a relationship, when something pops up, their mind immediately spins into reasons they can't do it or they push away or to avoid. Whereas for me, I go, oh, a new puzzle. Let's go. Right. There's a different engagement with the actions. And I don't believe you can attain or sustain a life above your current identity and your dark work you do develops that identity. Mm -hmm. So when you're doing things and you're faced with some motion or some situation, if you don't identify with the actions it takes to succeed, you don't do them. Mm -hmm. So you don't get that thing. 
Whereas yeah. for me, I go, I do the actions. I'm the guy that does that. So I identify with those things. Therefore, when the action comes along, I'm a knockout of the park. So I get the thing. I get the business growth. I get the sense of confidence. I get the opportunity, not because I'm special, but because I did things that you didn't see me do. And you're seeing me in the stance of confidence because of the things I did that you didn't see. Mm -hmm. Was there a point in your life that you were not doing the dark work and then oh, something yeah. happened and then you were like, okay, now I need to lean into this dark work? Oh, yeah, many, many times. In fact, I believe that that when you do the dark work, it, it just takes it to a new level. And every level has certain opportunities, but also certain limitations. Like you can't, if you say I'm gonna go to level five, but you want what's level 10, you got to climb to level 10. Yeah. But you don't always jump to level 10 the first time, right? So for me as a kid, I had a first level of dark work and I had to go from being like a, a lowly guy, skinny to playing football. So my first level was like a level one. I'm gonna get good at sports. I'm gonna do this version of dark work. But then that guy can only go to a certain level in a game of football, right? As I got to my next levels in college on a scholarship there, I had to do harder, deeper, dark work to elevate again, to be successful at the collegiate level. And then I do it again in the NFL. Now, this is just sports as an example. In the background, I still, I, I find my biological dad. I, you know, I meet my high school sweetheart in high school and we get married, have three kids and then go to the NFL. And then I leave the NFL on an injury. And again, I'm faced with this like area of where I haven't done the work to be successful at life. Mm -hmm. So I have to do more dark work after divorce and craziness. And I just had to keep elevating. So you'll do that work, but that work will bring you to a level you're at. And the problem is, is if you just stay stagnant at that level, eventually the world will catch up and bypass. Mm -hmm. So you have to consistently be doing it to stay ahead of the curve. Mm -hmm. And most people go, it sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, It is a lot of work. It is. And it's okay. The thing is, is it's not to say that the work is bad. It's not even that it's going to be super difficult. But when you get strong enough to handle that, that weight of life, it feels effortless. I call it effortless effort. Mm -hmm. There's things I do now that five years ago, I hated the idea of doing. It was just like pulling my teeth. Now I do it without even blinking, right? And it's not that the work got easier. It's just, I got stronger in the work because I kept the trajectory. Mm -hmm. So for a lot of us, yeah, and myself, there was definitely times where I wasn't feeling prepared and didn't feel like I could do what I needed to do in those spaces, but I just worked into it. It's always there in front of us, but because I got to the identity of being a guy that does the work, now just kind of life unfolds in a positive way. Mm -hmm. I know that, I mean, I work with both men and female entrepreneurs, and I feel that a, a lot of women do the work a lot easier than men. Do you find that men, it's harder for them to start to do the work? It's a different sense of ego there. I think men have this world we live in where with women, there's like, I got to compete if you want to call it with the women. And yes, yeah. sometimes the men, but men are competing with the men also while trying to look good for the women, if that makes sense. It's a weird yeah, dynamic, absolutely. I think. And so the ego of having to lose face is harder for most men than I know, mm -hmm. because you don't want to have anybody see a chink in your armor. So because of that, you'll battle to say, I'm phenomenal, I'm great. And you won't usually go, hey, I'm not that great here. I need some help and lean in. Women yeah. have, in my experience, saying they have no problem kind of doing that. Yeah, some egotistical women. That's just part of the world, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of women are like, hey, I'm open. Let's go. I want to go to work. And I think it's also the way that women communicate and, and help each other kind of grow. I think there's a conversation there. Whereas men, it's like, I'm usually siloed. It's me. Mm -hmm. And I have to go like, there's a lot of like budding men's groups that aren't prominent. Whereas a bunch of ladies groups, you know, but men's groups to go and share, not common. Yeah. And so I think with that space there, you don't see a lot of men doing that work. But here's the thing. I believe in my experience, the men are better at doing the dark work because mm -hmm. when, when they look back to what they usually did as kids or even athletics, we had to do things to be great that were like gritty and tough and physically challenging more than most of the women's sports were football sure. and you know, the, we would dig in. Now, not all guys, obviously, but there's a certain level there, but also like we used to watch our dads who were stoic for the most part and do their grit and their grind in the background. So we're taught a different way to work. And we, we don't always have to do things for the world to see. 
-hmm. Like most men, I was telling my wife today, she's poking at something. I go, look, love, there are things that you'll never know I do, but I don't need you to know that I did them. I don't need to put in your face that I did it. I just need to know that I did it because that's how I show up as a great husband. Mm -hmm. I said, I, I, there's a lot of things that you're like, I know it's like, I don't all about your life. Mm -hmm. You don't know all about what I got going on and that's okay. I don't need you to, but there's a different sense of how I can work without needing to have appreciation and guys have to feel powerful. I don't know what it is about it, but that power makes us feel present. It makes us feel more masculine. And also, I think it makes us feel more of service. When I feel powerful, I feel like it's a duty to serve the world a different way. But I get that power from what I did that you didn't see. Mm -hmm. I don't got to brag to you about it. I just got to know I did it. Mm -hmm. And so like speech days, when I give speeches, I get up in front of literally tens of thousands of people, 10,000 at a time. And when I go out there, I do a workout in the morning, every speech to get my mind on, my body going, but nobody knows. Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not that I'm not going to go into, Hey guys, today I did a work and nobody cares, you know, right. but because I did it, I can serve at a different level of confidence when I ooze out that kind of those, those flows. And I think men do it a little bit different than women sometimes. Mm -hmm. It was actually one of the questions I was going to ask you is the more that you've dug into like the work, the shadow work, the dark work, like how has it improved you as a husband, a father, a partner, a business person, an entrepreneur, a friend? Oh, immensely, immensely. Cause it changes. It's always different. And don't be wrong women can do phenomenal. They do a phenomenal dark work. That's my wife. She's got things she does in the background. Like she's up till two in the morning last night, you know, just doing things for the kids and for their academics and her school. She has her own version of dark work. We all do. It's just the things that are unseen and behind the scenes, right? That's really all it is. But what happens is you develop in the background a unique skill because that's really what the world I think needs nowadays is actionable skills, not a bunch of information. You can be, they call it hunters and gatherers. You can be a gatherer. You could be a hunter. A hunter is the one that goes out and charges the head. The gatherer just sits and gathers information, right? The hunters are the ones that go and get what they want. And I think that the, the difference is when you've done that, that dark work and you're developing things and doing the back, you're developing the skill to go hunt. Mm -hmm. And what happens is the more you do it, the, the better you get at it, the more confidence you have, the more you want the world to kind of see the outcome from your inputs. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's, for me as a father, like for sure, there's different conversations I have internally about, am I doing this right? Mm -hmm. Because the more I look at the dark work, really what it is, it starts with that in-depth shadow work. You have to be introspective and go, am I the best here? Mm -hmm. put, a, put a hole in the armor, the ego for a second and go, am I doing well? If I'm not doing well, own that. That's part of the dark work. Own that. Now, what do I do? Mm -hmm. Have the conversations. I make the apologies if I need to. Right? As a husband, same thing. As a business owner, same thing. All those things that, that you do in the dark, you can't do dark work unless you know it's the right dark work. Mm -hmm. So you have to poke and prod and figure out. So when you get to the rhythm of figuring out, hey, where can I improve? And then doing the work to improve, it, almost like it, inevitably everything will start to adjust and change for the better because you can't be phenomenal as a husband and horrible, horrible, horrible as a business owner for long. Yeah. You can get by for a little bit, but eventually something's going to happen. And so that they say is how you do one thing is how you do everything. You'll start to notice that this is who you are here. And it's part of like your, your psyche, your soul wants to bring everything to that level. I don't, when you're, when you're operating at a high tick, you don't want to have an area where you're not, or you feel that. And when you raise everything to that level, everything starts to rise and be better. Yeah. I love that. The last question that I really want to dive into really quick is like, people are listening to this podcast right now and they're like, okay, I think I need to start doing some work. I'm not really sure. They're talking about this dark work. What do you mm -hmm. say are like the symptoms that you're going through in life that you're like, all right, buddy, it's time to start doing the work. Yeah, like, so you know, like, how would you know it's time yeah, to do like, the How would you work? know? Like, oh, I think the this podcast is, is talking yeah. to me, but like, I'm not really sure. We'll give the baseline. If you have any aspirational desire for something more than what you have, it's time, right? Because again, you can't attain or sustain 
below your current identity or above your current identity. So if your identity doesn't have the thing you want, then that tells you there's a, there's a, what I call an identity gap somewhere. Mm -hmm. I want this thing. I don't have this thing, but I, who I am has this thing. I got to elevate who I am to close this gap. And the, when the gap gets closed, now all of a sudden you start finding yourself elevating to a higher level. So if you have any aspiration outside of what you currently are experiencing, that's a big, we'll call it red flag if something's got to change. How big, how crazy, it's totally up to you and how big your goal is. That's one big situational area where I go, hey, do you want more money? Do you want more time? Do you want more freedom? Do you want more sex? Do you want more happiness for your kids? Whatever. If you want more of that, cool. That's all of us. There's something you have to be doing in the background to get there because you don't currently have it. Yeah, I love that. So people that are listening to this podcast and they're like, all right, I fell in love with Anthony. I need to start following his world. What do you have going on right now and how people can people connect with you? Easy way. Go to Anthony Trucks uh, on Instagram. It's pretty straightforward and simple. Besides that, that's all. I just recommend going there because when you go there, you do get a good feel for like who you are and, and kind of who I am and, and kind of if the work makes sense, you press forward. But it's pretty simple. Just go to Anthony Trucks on Instagram. Amazing. Anthony, thank you so much for being here. This is definitely the work that I know people are going to be excited to do. I'm even excited to dive into more of it. And I'm so grateful for your time today. Very welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sales and Social Podcast. If today's episode has you fired up and you loved it, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or take a screenshot and share it on social media and don't forget to tag your business bestie. And while you're there, connect with me on the gram at the Jillian Murphy. I'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales. I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. So I'll catch you on the next episode, but until then, feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.